All right, let's get into it. Welcome. Okay. To three hours later, I'm Matt, joined with Alex. Hello. And Hannah. On my screen, no, at least. It's probably wrong. Screen, Alex is... I'm, I'm above you, but you're down here. Alex That's is here. Man. No, here. We, uh, oh, God, my hand's uh, gone. Uh, I'm censored. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're back um, in full form for the first time in a pandemic ago, I think. A war ago. Where we actually have a challenge. Well, kind of. I guess, I guess we archive 81 kind of was i don't know if we're yeah. getting that yeah and it it she doesn't want to choose us, the next one it got us back on our bullshit and so we have a challenge this time and i just want to get into it because i'm I, I just want to i'm going to already talk about it too much up front so we watched the movie pontypool uh a movie from 2008 a thriller horror i guess it would be yeah uh, yeah uh, labeled i think so I watched this years ago. I actually thinking about it. I don't think it was a movie I rented at Blockbuster when I was working there. I think it was just a random thing I saw on Netflix because I remember I watched it stupidly the night before going to Comic-Con because I couldn't sleep. I think it was like my first Comic-Con ever. And I had to drive that day. And I was like up until like four in the morning uh, watching this stupid movie. And it stuck with me ever since just because it's just it wasn't what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be something I could put on and just fall asleep like, oh, yeah, a basic zombie movie and then, you know, pass out. But this made me think because it's just such a bizarre concept that i loved it and i it stuck with me for these last 14 years i'm out of steam already oh okay I didn't know if, <laughs> I, it, you stopped you you stopped moving also so i thought that like your shit froze i thought it was frozen <laughs> Yeah, because you you just stopped talking. You were like, and I've thought about it for fourteen years. <laughs> Heart attack. Um, yeah, no, but I've never movie, ever heard of this movie ever, and it was a, it was honestly so going into this watching it the first few seconds, I'm thinking, okay, zombies. I'm waiting for zombies, you know, and. I almost have to be like in a mindset to start watching horror movies. Like I even message you guys like, is this a zombie movie? Cause yeah, <laughs> I have a five-year-old daughter, you know, can be like, I got to like just sit the time and day and make she's sure she's asleep. You know. She can't comfort me. Cause I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, okay, I'm all set. I'm like, all right, going to watch the zombie movie. I was pleasantly surprised that this has been such like a unique take on like a virus so to speak in pun intended, but it was, it was such a unique story that even though it was out in 2008, I really don't see anything like this duplicated um, at all. And I wish, I wish they would either continue, which I think we could get into that later, but, or a complete remake. Cause I think it would do really well right now. Yeah, I, I had, I, again, I was, as I was telling you guys, I was shocked. I have never heard of this movie, never heard a peep about it. Um, even like when you said the title, I, for whatever reason, I, I, I had heard the phrase Pontypool. And I think when I was trying to put it together with a movie, I was inventing a movie in my head of what this <laughs> was. And it was not a horror movie even. 
which I mean, it was your pick. So I don't know why I didn't think it was. I was like, is it going to be something about like a crazy prison? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like um, it. it's, a, it's a pool of punty. So the yeah. really funny thing is I'm coming in real hot off this one because I had intended to watch it a week ago and we had to postpone. I had a really weird day. I got about 10 minutes into it and was like, I wasn't even 10 minutes into it. It was like the really the end of the first scene uh, when the main character arrives at the radio station. And I went, hey, this, this uh, download looks like, but I'm just going to buy the movie and watch it. And I bought the movie and that's where the story ended. <laughs> Until today when it was about like 4.15 and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, ready to go for tonight. We're going to do this. I haven't watched that movie yet. Oh, God. Oh, damn. Yeah, you're <laughs> so like, I'm going to rewatch it. it. About 45 minutes ago. Nice. And uh, God, it was really good. It was it was such an interesting take on everything. Um, I'm sure we'll get into like what it's all about and everything, but it was just such an interesting take. They remind me in the best ways of World War Z, the book, hmm. um, not not the movie. The movie, there's nothing like I'm not shitting on people that like the movie. It's just not what I wanted out of World War Z. Yeah, it's totally not the book. Like it's yeah, not no, at all. No. Like not even a little bit. Because the book World War Z, oh, the audiobook is amazing. If you haven't listened, to yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So the book World War Z is incredible because it's a it's basically an oral history of the zombie apocalypse or zombie war, and so it's not graphic stories of gross things that happen and jump scares in a book instead it's very deadly seriously taken stories of people who survived the zombie apocalypse talking about what it was like yeah globally too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like showing like what it was like for like people here versus like in the midwest it was just really good and this felt it's not the same story but this felt like that where it's like yeah, well, it's oh like, it's about it's a like zombie one, outbreak but yeah, it's, it's not like about one of the stories outbreak. that would have been in the world war z book 100 like, yeah this would have been, yeah, been, been like we were at my station and blah, 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 blah happened. And, but well, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, just so cool that it's a zombie movie that barely has a zombie in it. It's not, it, it definitely gets gory. So if you're adverse to gore, there's a couple scenes where you're just going to just turn your head to the side for a minute. And I swear it's gone instantly. Yeah. It, it, I wouldn't even really say it's very scary um, at all. It, it is more like thrilling, I guess, but it, it's just the concept that it, it that that makes you want to keep going. You're trying to figure out what the hell is happening because this isn't your classic zombie outbreak or your zombie movie at all. And that's that's what made me wanted to watch it again recently. Is just because again we're getting more and more zombie stuff again. Uh, the sequel, Train to Busan. Um, there's that Korean show that just came out on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and it's always there's there's still good ones. They're still making some good ones, but I, I just feel tired of zombie movies. And so I think of this one a lot because of how just different it is. That, that's the thing. That's the, that's when the walking dead show, I think was the best. And when the comics were my favorite was when they're not about the zombie, hmm. like that's not the interesting part, dude. Like that's the zombies are interesting for exactly how long they're interesting in this movie, which by the way, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie going forward because it ha- definitely has some turns. So I, I would recommend if you want to watch it, um, highly recommend it, go watch it, then come back and listen. But like when they explain what the zombie virus is in this movie, they do it for the exact right amount of time. You get a solid two minutes of exposition and then a few other framing devices that build to it. And then a couple <laughs> other things that come out of it. But other than that, they're like, okay, cool. You get it? Zombies are here. We're good. Here are the rules. Let's fuck. Let's let's just tell a story. I usually hate it, but I I love that there's just like the exposition character in this movie that just kind of comes in, explains everything, and then just dips out 
and then he that is, was it. <laughs> he is hands down my least favorite character in the movie, but I honestly, and I feel like a dick for saying it, I feel like it's just the actor. I feel like everyone else did such a such a shockingly good job for how indie this cast was and how like this movie was made for like nothing. He's the one guy that came in with that like local actor feel to him where he's like, I'm only on screen for a few few minutes. Let me get the real character out there. I feel like I like him so much because he reminds me of me. I'm just a bumbling idiot. <laughs> Bye. Dude, the, the acting in this movie, and this is 100% said as a, as a compliment, like 100%. It is the best schlocky, like 70s grindhouse horror film acting I have ever seen. Like they do a really great job. Like legitimately everybody on, on the screen, even, even the guy I don't like as much, hmm. still fine. They all do a great job, but the style that they're doing is so definitely like those movies. Like these are people that were like, they watch like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and, and just random horror movies from that era. And they're like, that's how you act, but we're going to do it well. And it's really good. And one yep. girl looks like Anna Ferris, but like 15 <laughs> years younger. And it's really yeah. weird. Before uh, that weird movie with the Absor- Observing Reward happened. There was a lot before observe observe and report happens the weird movie with the what's his name anyway um i i to kind of add to what you're saying i think this movie kind of it, it's it's timeless in a way like you can't really yeah see when it's from and yeah it could totally be other than like the radio equipment i guess like that's really the only thing that you can even i think if it was if it wasn't for the flip phone cell phone yeah you wouldn't like if it was a regular landline phone you would never question when this movie took place yeah, I mean, it could it could take place right now, for all we know. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, I don't think we gave the synopsis, have we? No, no we definitely really. haven't. Yeah, because we were. That. I was afraid to. Yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't have that up, but I. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were laying yourself up there, but uh. <laughs> I know. I try to do a layout for you for somebody. <laughs> um, I got the one from a quick Google search. So, uh, when the disc jockey Grant Mazzy reports yeah. to his basement radio station in the Canadian town of Pontypool. He thinks it's just another day at work. But when he hears reports of a virus that turns people into zombies, Mazzy barricades himself in a radio booth and tries to figure out a way to warn his listeners about the virus and its unlikely mode of transmission, the English language. So yeah, that's the crazy part of the movie is it really that reveals a lot in that language is yeah. <laughs> infected. It's not it's not a, a, a biological virus. It is a a non tangible virus. Yeah, essentially a infects, mental infection. Yeah, in a way, but it, but it also affects you physically. But it starts. Wait here, hold on. Even, even here like it trans- is. Here it is. Uh, because in the book they name it. It's AMPS, acquired metastructural pediculosis. There you go. See, that's, that explained it, right? There you go. Yeah. But yeah, it, it transcends even like I would say uh, uh, like a mental virus because it's only the English language that got infected because one of the ways around it that um, they realize is that if you speak French because they're in Canada and they're going to speak French, um, the French language hasn't been infected. So you can still converse in French. Um, it's it's like, remember that, was it like a Monty Python sketch where they invented like the funniest joke in the world and like if you read it, you would die? Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I, I don't think it was able to like transcend uh, different languages because I think they try to use it during war or something. Well, uh, it, it, it's just so bizarre. Like it's just I I like the this this 
unreal concept. I don't know. It just you try to make sense of it, but it makes no sense. It reminds me so much of like um, 90s Japanese horror movies where they like the ring, like, you know, people watch the ring and everyone's like, oh, creepy, creepy Samara comes out the TV. But if you really think about what that is, it's a digital virus, which they Mm -hmm. don't really touch in our movies because I think they were afraid that we would be like, that's impossible or weird or whatever. Um, But in the Japanese ones, they go off the goddamn like they go off the charts off the everything they they flip the hell out explaining like sadako and what she is and like how like literally she is a, a manifestation of a of like a digital virus and it's this mm. crazy shit that happens that you just accept because you bought into the the world and the fact that in this in this uh movie they do that they they just they just portion things out so slowly like i i checked in the first time aside from just general vibe of the movie, the first time anything is said to be happening, aside from a single jump scare in the first like two minutes, the only the first time anything is said to be happening is 30 minutes into the film. Up to that point, it is literally just getting to know the characters, getting a vibe for who they are, what's going on, what the town is, and you never leave the location, but yeah. you learn a ton about it. That's what and I love then too. at about 30 minutes in, it takes a turn where they start explaining what's happening. And then it goes for like another 20 minutes. And then they explain, or it probably goes even a little bit longer than that, like probably closer to 30 minutes. And they explain why it's happening. And then they just kind of get to the end of their story. And it's really, it's just wild how simple the story is. Yeah. The, uh, the single still location being insane. is one of my favorite things um, in movies is just one set. And that's it. Like, not a, not a big thing, um, because it, it feels more intimate. I guess like you're, you, you kind of feel there in a way because you're starting to learn just the the layout of the, for sure, the location. Um, I was trying to think of another movie that does. Well, like, you, uh, you start to learn like shit. where where things are. You start being afraid of like, hey, okay, I know there's a turn right there. Somebody could be behind that. Yeah, and then like the, perf- the perfect setting is the radio station because you're getting people called in describing yep. what's happening to you without actually seeing it i think this yeah, would have been read... a really cool audio drama so, so they there is one. an audio drama yeah yeah <laughs> Man, <I> layup. <laughs> fucked you up no i was gonna say um what's really cool is that the i, I was reading about the book because I, I i'm ordering the book too i heard it's really, really hard, hard read um oh i know it's gonna be weird but it's called the uh, pontypool changes everything is the yeah, novel it's actually part of a trilogy yeah, yeah yeah i saw that i'm very excited about that um but um the weirdest thing is i was looking at like the what the author like uh interviewed the author and he was talking about how he was so inspired by the uh hg wells war of the worlds that mm-hmm. aired on the radio and all i can think is like yeah that's a hundred percent what you're doing here yeah it gives you the same feel I, I love at least like that first half where people were actually like going crazy in real life because they thought it was happening hold on one second um another movie with one location that i really like was last shift it's like this cop's first day at, uh, at a police station, but it's like abandoned and she, because the, the police moved to a different station, but because she's the rookie, she basically has to like, just stand watch over the, uh, the old building and a bunch of creepy shit happens, but it's not a high concept movie like this one guy behind you had a, the actor, uh, McCaddy, what's his name? Oh, I was uh, <laughs> about to turn around like, what? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, the, the guy that plays Mazzy, um, Grant, Stephen yeah. McCaddy. Stephen, He's yeah. the guy that plays the old um, 
night owl in the Watchmen movie that gets oh, murdered by the, is, uh, yeah. the punk nice. kids. I didn't, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, he is absolutely that dude. He does have a great voice for yeah. a radio station. Phenomenal voice. I could, I was thinking about that during the movie too, is that I could not talk and, and talk at the same time, interpret have someone talk to you. Like a, yeah, a producer yeah. telling me what else to do. Yeah. That no, would I be a, a challenge. I get confused if I hear my own voice like on Xbox Live coming back to me. I'm like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> it's just hard to describe like what's going on without having someone to actually watch it. Just again, it, it is the concept of the zombie virus that is just so different and hasn't we haven't seen anything like it again. Um, that makes me come back to this movie a lot. It, it's and the best part is especially nowadays this movie is only an hour and a half versus like a three hour movie. Yeah, like I, I was just wanted to watch it again to refresh because it's been a, a couple weeks since I watched it, and so I just threw it on. I was like, "Oh wow, that was quick. It's over." Very fast watch. Again, I'm I'm very glad it was only an hour and a half long because yeah. <laughs> I we would have been recording a little bit later tonight. Um, but it also it just flies by, dude. It is so like I don't think there was a single moment in that movie when I picked my phone up to look at anything. There was no moment where I um wondered what time it was other than just to like wonder how much more movie was left because it was really good Hmm. um the closest or the closest the weirdest thing was that my roommate got home from work about 20 minutes into the movie (laughs) and she came in and i just did a quick like hey um watching this for the podcast tonight blah, blah blah 10 minutes later i realized she's still standing behind me watching it and then she just hit the point where she's like, okay, hold on. This is interesting. And just sat down and watched the whole damn thing with me till the end. <laughs> and even like she, this is not her kind of movie. Usually she would not um, uh, purposefully like pick this to watch. But, and also I like, even, even if I put on like certain horror movies, like she'll just be like, I'm going to go read or do something. Cause it's not her bag. Mm. This, this captured her the whole time. And at the end of it, she was just like, that was weird. And I'm like, yeah, but it was good. <laughs> right. She's like, it was really good. It was just weird. And she's right. I mean, it is. And that's why it's super weird. It was hard to find. Um, I get, I think there was a Blu-ray for a little bit. It might even just be like a UK Blu-ray. So I had to buy the DVD because it, it used to be on Netflix, but uh, it's off of the major streaming services for free. You have to purchase it, I guess, like you said, IFC or something, Alex. Yeah, I got that. I got that through the Prime channels. It yeah, was a free oh, trial. I was going to say, did you do the same it? thing I did initially, which was you like search for it and saw Amazon went like, okay, cool. I paid for that. And then it was like, oh yeah, but you need another subscription. Yeah. And it's free. It's a seven day trial. So I tried to do yeah. that and then forgot to cancel, but <laughs> it's all good. You're welcome. <laughs> Can I say what I really loved about this movie is the progression to these zombies. Hmm. Like you're just talking and as they're figuring it out, they just get stuck on a word. Yeah, and it, they just start saying it over and over, and and, and, and compa- like even thinking about that during the movie is there are certain times you get stuck on a word, I forget what it's called, but it doesn't sound right, like yeah, yeah. Just, or yeah. when you repeat a word and you like lose meaning, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, fake aphasia, I think, mm-hmm, something like that, like I don't, I don't know, like house, you know, and you start yeah. saying house yeah. over, and like that doesn't sound right, house. Yeah, yeah house, 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 and that's ads. how it goes as they're progressing to the zombie stage. And you do have time to cure yourself, essentially. Like house is to balloon, and you have to yeah, find you have something. To, you have to lose the meaning of it. Disassociate I, the word from from its meaning. I remember having vivid memories of just being a kid and just repeating the same word over and over until it lost meaning. Yeah, yeah. So it totally well, it, felt like that. 
It, it reminds, I mean, I, and that's, I think one of the things I love about this movie is how, with how open it is and how weird the concept is, is I think everybody will clearly bring your own thing to it. But I know like for me, one of the things that I really, it really reminded me of is like when I'm trying to do anything creative and I just hit that block and I'm just stuck. Or like when I'm doing, when I would do the drawings for the, the podcast and like, I'd have a detail I just get stuck on and I would spend an hour, two hours, just like beating myself up, just like, the slip is wrong. The slip is wrong. The slip is wrong. And then like <laughs> never realizing I could just keep moving. I yeah. could just push past it. I, I don't need to get hung up in this thought or I don't. And it's, or even like, you know, from a, in a mental health perspective, it's, it's intrusive thoughts. The idea of like, when you get an intrusive thought that won't, you know, that is self-harming or won't leave. And that's kind of what happens to these people is they hit mm -hmm. a point where the way it's described, um, for the book synopsis is uh, the people across Ontario slip into aphasia. Oh, it is aphasia. Fuck yeah. Um, and then into a cannibalistic zombie rage. And then in the, in the movie, they even break it down a little bit more, which is like, they're just so angry that they get hung up on something and mm -hmm. they, they, they're going to do it or they will die. So they don't um, um, explain it like, flat out in the movie that you get your, your pieces and everything but in the um so i'm looking at the trivia for the uh the imdb page and the director says that the zombies or the victims of the virus aren't called zombies they're called conversationalists and there are three stages to the virus the first stage is you might begin to repeat a word which is interesting because on rewatching this well they do you, it a lot. You, you can see it happening to someone before they actually like turn like early into the movie you notice it's someone keeps saying the same same word like whenever they talk there, there are a couple scenes like that where like you can see somebody just slipping into a weird thing, but you don't know anything. So you don't think anything of it. Yeah. And uh, so the, the, they get something gets stuck and it's usually words that are terms of endearment, like sweetheart or honey. The second stage is your language becomes scrambled and you can't express yourself properly. The third stage is you become so distraught at your condition that the only way out of the, the only way out of the situation you feel as an infected person is to try to chew your way through the mouth of another person. And that's when the, the zombie stuff comes in. Because you don't really see a whole lot of, uh, except for one girl, I guess, really the, like like a zombie zombie. Um, but you do hear yeah. about it when the, the the sunshine chopper guy is like describing a scene because he's like, they're pulling them out of the car by their like by their mouth. They're using their mouth to pull people out of the cars. And I, I was kind of wondering what the point of that was because you don't, they don't explain like, why are they, you know, so feral? Well, yeah, why are they so so convinced or so built on or pushed to get that mouth, get yeah. that good good mouth? Oh, wow, wow. Um, this is a movie yeah, for movie ASMR was, lovers. It was fucking rad. Like it was just really cool. I'm glad you guys like it though, because again, this is just a movie that I talk about nonstop and nobody's really watched. But oh, man. it's just hard it's, to explain to. Like, how do I get someone to watch it? It is. I literally <laughs> once it was over. Uh, the first thing I thought was like, I need to tell some people, like I I'm trying to think of like, make a list of like, who do I know that will watch this movie right now? You got to spread the word. Yeah. It's All right, I'm logging oh, out. God. <laughs> but if, if you think about it, like, even, even with the, like, so I, I, I just keep getting hung up on like how this is a weird concept. And then like one half of my brain is like, it's such a weird concept. And the other half of my brain's like, shut the fuck up. You watch so <laughs> many dumb things. Like, how is this any different than number one, the ring where it's like you, if you don't spread a, a, a video cassette in seven days, you're going to die. And if you do, then it spreads that to them like a virus. How is this weirder than that? I, How I is think... this weirder than a quiet place where it's a world where you just can't talk 
or make noise. And it's like, yeah, that's if those worlds can exist, this can exist. You can get a lot more in this in this world. I think what makes this a little bit different, though, is, again, the the intangibleness of the virus. It's not, you know, you, you can't physically give someone like a videotape in this movie. You can't, uh, you know, not step on a leaf or something and it'll track like some boogeyman. It's yeah. it's just it's an invisible thing. It's a concept. It's language. That's it. It's just language. And yeah. you know, language is just something us dumb monkeys made up one day to begin with. It's not like a, a natural thing. Even when they when they establish like how you how you can like slow the transmission or stop it and all that. Um, Love is kill. The main the main yeah that part was so fucking goofy in the best way. <laughs> kill this kiss. <laughs> um, no, but like the the coolest thing about it was like the main character at one point stands up. And just goes off about like how difficult, like how do you unlearn something? And it, it's like this great Charlton Heston-esque like curse the gods acting. <laughs> but it's so good. And then I thought I was like, actually, yeah, like how like I I know what it's like to not understand a language because I don't speak any language fluently aside from English, or how to like understand how to read other other languages. But like once you've got it, how do you? how do you purposefully make yourself not know? Like there's no, no amount of, I can tell myself like water is tea where I'm ever going to sit there and be like, I like this tea guys. This tea is real good. Like it's yeah. still going to be water. I, my brain is not going to break that hard, which is a real bitch. Cause my brain is so broken in so many other ways. Can't just like hook me up when I need it during this zombie apocalypse. Like they made the Charleston Heston uh, uh, relation. And then they had that really terrible Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, mm-hmm. play going on in there yeah that was something great oh yeah hey straight up blackface in this movie got yep. her brown face <laughs> yep that took me a second too because i was like that girl looks weird and then when they did the close-up i was like oh and it's for the radio oh, your oh, face Canada. is not being seen that was both like something i was like you didn't need to do that but that is also the most accurate real <laughs> thing about what's on like local morning radio yeah especially yeah. In, like a, a small ass tv it's basically yeah. letter kenny mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's man. what I, said. I want to see when these guys get to Wayne. <laughs> well, so one thing that really did bother me in this movie was the terms of endearment. So honey is said a thousand times mm-hmm. in this movie. And the one of the main characters, she's on the phone with it with her daughter. She has the information. She's learning it. She straight up is the one that you know wrote the secret message or the you know translated mm-hmm. it. Don't say endearments. She tells her daughter a thousand times, honey, 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 sweetheart, sweetheart, honey. Did you just infect your daughter without knowing it? I don't know how this, like, I was still trying to figure it out, but it's like, stop. But yeah, at at, at that point, she's infected, but she doesn't know it. And it's slowly Mm -hmm. manifesting when she's seen honey over and over. Like, she's so natural to her that she's not realizing that she's doing it, even though she knows the rules, doesn't realize that it's happening. Wild. Because okay. she slowly, she's, you know, she starts turning also, but then that's when they start figuring out to lose the word, like lose all meaning of that word. Damn cat. I think it started with the cat. I think it started with the cat, honey. Yeah, it did. I definitely right? need to rewatch it a lot. I will definitely rewatch this a lot. But like, I'm also curious because it, it kind of sets up an idea that like technically everybody's probably infected. You just have to find your trigger word. Um, there are scenes in this movie with every actor. Where they had a weird moment where I was like, the hell just what? 
And before I could like pay attention or like think on it too much, like something happened. But like, I, I think they were showing a lot of stuff early on. And I do, I do also think that that the whole thing about like the, the public address that says like, don't say terms of endearment and all that, that reminded me a lot of like the beginning of the current, like zombie apocalypse we're living through when every other day it was like, okay, maybe wash your groceries and don't, but wear a mat, but don't do it. Cause it's, cause in the beginning when you don't have information you're just like, okay, here's what we noticed. Yeah. A lot of people were saying nice things to people they loved and they flipped out and that's what's causing it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize like, okay, it's also hitting people they don't love. Fuck, it's okay, it's not that. <laughs> that's what that felt like to me is that whole idea of like, it's not necessarily the terms of endearment. It was more just that was the government just grasping straws like, okay, from what we can see, we yeah. think it's we this. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands in between and <laughs> between. and back. Yeah. yeah like it just it reminds me so much of that and it's so wild because because like you said earlier where this could be a timeless movie it's so wild how now we've lived through our baby version of some of this and we're like oh yeah you got think, that right yeah that's, i, I think yeah, it does uh, resonate a little bit more with what we're going through oh yeah um i think it's a stronger movie because you know in in our times hey, hey you know what's really cool this virus that could be stopped so easily if people just stop talking. Why wouldn't people just stop talking? Why won't people stop talking, Matt? That's anyway, not subscribe to our podcast, please. <laughs> that, that's I, the part that got me when I'm because like even watching, I'm like, why aren't they not? Why don't they just stop talking? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what to yeah. do? My body, my choice. I'm gonna talk. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing. I think I might be wrong too. I think earlier Freedom in the of movie. Speech. Um, they get a phone call and it's just somebody like babbling on. I think it's the doctor calling the station. I think yeah. he's like in his weird way, just trying to explain it. But everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about anyway? And then they like hang up the phone. Yeah. I, I wonder, I mean, this is just conjecture. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping when I get the book, it'll go into it more or something, but I don't think it will just because I was watching. Like, I read just enough about it earlier. Yeah. The, the book seems <laughs> oh. interesting, but, um, I wonder if it's even something like if you keep your mind occupied, because if you notice, it looks like they were all infected pretty early on in the movie, but also when they're like in the middle of doing stuff and trying to get stuff going, they're fine. But it's when they like have those moments to breathe Mm. that somebody like will start like having issues. And then like, even like, uh, like you were saying with Sydney, where she shows symptoms way earlier than when the movie says, Hey, symptoms. Mm. Um, I think it, it does look to me like she'll start to have symptoms and then something will happen. So she like has that to focus on for a minute. So as long as she has something to think about other than that, then whatever's breaking down in her brain, she's doing okay. Yeah, I don't know if we will go over that in the book, but that makes total sense to me because, you know, when you're busy with something, you're if, if you kind of like think back to what your brain was doing at the time, you don't really think words. You just kind of think concepts. At least I yeah. do. Like if I'm just like really in in the middle of something i'm not like actually monologuing in my brain i'm i don't know there's just concepts that are coming that are flying around in there yeah there's no part of you that's going i am going to lift my arm i am now going to write my name i am not like you just do it a grenade and teabag on that guy in halo exactly you just do you just know how to do it yeah it's muscle memory but yeah it's 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 a cool cool ass movie that i am like legitimately kind of pissed off that I hadn't heard of before now. <laughs> yeah. Like just realizing that I could have had 12 years of this movie. Sons of bitches. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it didn't. I mean, 
I mean, it was never advertised. I never heard of it. Like I no. just, I just saw it while scrolling through Netflix or at Blockbuster or wherever it was. Um, and yeah, like not a lot of people like scream about it on the rooftops or anything, but like you'll just like mention it, and like people that have seen it are like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like I don't think there's anyone that's like didn't like this movie if they have seen it. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's like. I think it's like just it's one of those movies that got replaced by the weird, real, weird like really bad schlock, like um, Velocipaster and stuff like that. Hey, that's, where that it was, is a good movie. I love that movie, but I'm saying like, I think that movie comes from this. I think this movie is the last of like the realm of the like full moon horror. Um, like I, this is not of like a studio that churns stuff out, but like that era of movie where it was like the churned out, not mass market, but like video store horror movies mm-hmm. on top of the like, the Fingoria, like this would have been huge in the Fingoria crowd. Yeah. Um, and like, that's where I feel like this stuff would have popped off. And because of just when it came out, that that stuff didn't, it didn't go into the mass consciousness the way it does now. Yeah, I think on top of that- but it's this, bananas, because this would, this would pop off right now. This would be so big right now. I think this came out during like the, you know, the heyday of the zombie shows and zombie movies. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of got buried um, and stayed buried in like zombies. It's going on par right now with like Station Eleven, like pandemic era. Yeah, I've shows happening now. Well, I guess they were going to make a sequel to the the movie, but it just nothing has happened. Like something was supposed to come out like 2013 or something. They want to make it, I guess, since since 20 or 2009. Since 2009, it's been in development, and they have their spinoff that I'm now going to go watch and apparently not like at all because it's apparently very not good. Yeah, I uh, started a little bit and it. I wish it was what that so there's an after credit scene. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Which that's why I found out about this. Absolutely no sense to this movie. Uh it's unrelated. And it it is stylized. It looks like Sin City and it slowly like gets full color. And it's two of the, the two main actors of this movie as different characters just talking about something. They're they're not themselves. They're they're two separate characters in a yeah, separate movie for characters. no reason. And I know it was the style of it that I really wanted to, that made me want to figure out what this was, but then looking at it, that's not what happened. And they made it, there's, I guess it's a spinoff, but it's not related. And it's just another world where the main guy plays some uh, bounty hunter or something like that. And Henry Rollins is in it. And Juliette Lewis. Yeah. The funny part is I had heard of this movie. Yeah. I think I've seen that cover too. And I've just never watched it. Yeah. uh, Dreamland I had heard of and seen because it literally has exactly enough actors in it I would care about and Juliet Lewis and Henry Rollins that I'd be yeah. like, oh, they did a thing. Uh, it doesn't look like something I want to watch. And don't get confused with, I guess, this Margot Robbie movie that came out like this. Yeah, year. another movie that oh, came out very then, recently called Dreamland. Yeah, and then Dreamland, the, the one that we're talking about was 2019 out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, so instead the, of making the sequel to their critically acclaimed movie that people have been clamoring for. But but then they put the after credit movie in the 20, 2008 movie. Mm-hmm for a movie that came out a couple years ago now it's confusing and unrelated but hey you know this movie's confusing have well, yeah. you speaking of henry rollins have either of you seen uh he didn't die i think it's called no he never died he never died watch that if you like this big concept low budget one location kind of movie starring henry rollins i will not really get into what it's about but it is also as good i think and there's a sequel to that movie that i gotta watch i actually hear that is pretty good 
He never died in 2015. Henry Rollins, check it out. Found it. I'm going to see where I can stream it. I'm actually probably going to watch that tonight now. Well, one of the YouTube comments from the post credit scene from, for, from Pawn and Pool uh, kind of described it perfectly. At least I agree with it. Was that it's unrelated to the movie, but that's the thing is that most post credits usually relate to the movie itself. And that being so different, we try to relate it to the movie some way, shape, or form. And the whole concept with the words was we're trying to unrelate the words to break the virus. And so it's a lot of like connections and how to disconnect things. And um, it's it's a super long explanation, but I was like, huh, that makes sense, yeah, actually. I was, I was reading some of that too. And they do make sense, but I also think that's kind of grasping in a way. Like, I don't think that the, I think the true reason for having the head at the end was also just the director showcasing like, this is what I want to do next. But also like, we're in the era of everything has to have an after credit scene and the studio mm-hmm. makes me want to put an after credit. So I just put this in. Yeah. But, but, but that it could... wasn't the era this was made in though. Cause if you think about it, this came out when that was just popping, like when that just yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Cause 2008 is the year that Iron Man came out. And that was the first, I mean, movies have been doing after credit sequences forever, but that was the first movie where it went from being like a fun thing for nerds who like movies to know about. And it went to like, Oh, you left before the credits were done. You're an yeah. idiot. You missed What's a part happen of the story. In two years? How dare you pee? <laughs> What's wrong with you? How dare you? Definitely makes you think. I kind of wish I never found an answer, to be honest. <laughs> and I mean, without giving an answer, we just just I think it's awesome being left into interpretation because sometimes yeah. that's the best kind of way to do things, especially in this type of movie. Yeah, on one hand, as much as I like want to see more of this world and kind of just see them do more stuff, I'm also very content with it ending right here. Like yeah. that was just a good mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and end of the story. Like, I, think I, something... I really like the fact that it's like you got to see this day. The day is over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that would have propelled this movie a little bit more for me. Would would it just be more of the music or the I don't know, the effects or something make me more into the movie i think when things were hitting you know i wanted that that boom that that i don't know that sound that like was very dramatic and it just didn't pull me in as well i'm sure it was the budget but i think that the music always has a huge play on movies and it didn't like capture me as 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 much i kind of like that it wasn't just because it just it, it does feel yeah like you're saying it felt like a day in the studio and that was it like i was just watching like almost like a home movie happening I want to know how much this movie cost to make because I, I feel like it was like one point at, at least a dollar. I was gonna say I feel like this could have been like a Kevin Smith cheap movie where it was like twenty five thousand dollars on a credit card. Like if you told me they were able to rent a radio station for one day and they then had to clean it and that's when they had to film everything, I'd be like, yeah, buy buy that. It only made thirty two thousand dollars at the box Wild. office. So yeah, from good, what I good for them. Opening weekend in US and Canada, thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those ones that got put into like one theater somewhere yeah. and four people walked in and were like, What's this weird shit? Yeah, I gotta take a nap in here. <laughs> this ain't the porn theater no more. <laughs> oh well, zip. I did see the price it was for the movie. Yeah, almost. they really don't want to tell you how much this movie costs. Yeah, today. it's just an estimated. Yeah, I think it was like one point five no, million. There's no way. Yeah, I'm looking at this trying to figure out where 1.5 million goes. I think that they like wanted I, I, I'm to betting do... a chunk of that then had to go to like licensing the book from the author who is also the man who wrote it. Yeah. 
that's the other I part. Mean, yeah, is the fact that the the same person wrote the book and then the movie. Yeah, that that doesn't happen very often, and it it's not usually really good when it does. <laughs> Go watch some uh some recent uh Wizarding World of Harry Potter movies to see proof of that. <laughs> like no. whatever your whatever your feelings of J.K. Rowling are, separate of all those, she is not a great screenwriter. <laughs> I will never, I will never take away that woman's roses for being an amazing author who invented some cool worlds, but holy shit, those movies are just so rough when how they're written and structured. They're so not okay. Let's see, yeah, I cannot find, I'm so, I'm just desperate now to find anything about how much this movie costs. I put in Pontypool costs and it gives me 1.5 million. That's true. Like <laughs> just like estimated though. Like, yeah. I don't think that's accurate. Like movies like this what with, with what we saw this is like one of those lower what would you say a low budget movie like indie movie would be like two hundred thousand or something yeah i'd say like probably under their witch was 300k yeah well i'm trying to figure out like because because i i I don't doubt the studio that eventually put this out probably definitely spent 1.5 million on it between like the licensing cost distribution whatever marketing they did at the time because it did go on a uh, award circuit Hmm. but yeah i want to know like I know not a lot of people say that, but like any movies will usually do it if they're, if they're successful. They'll be like, we only spent $45,000 on this. Look what we did. We filmed yeah. it on three iPads. Yeah, we did it over Zoom. Yeah. Hey, we made our own Zoom overlay so it doesn't say Zoom and then we recorded it and now it's a thing. Yeah, Pontypool 2022 would just be a podcast. And so the um, the audio drama, I guess uh is literally just the audio from the movie but then they the ending is a little bit different it's basically just uh, mazzy rambling on until the end which i guess I you could, could do in this but it is a different ramble i could absolutely see that too just because um the other thing i thought that was really cool about this movie is that i believe it's basically in real time i don't know of any parts where there was like a a, a scene transition that told me any time had passed beyond what we had actually watched no, I mean, maybe the, it might have been like a flashback to the lady at the beginning at one point. But other than that, it just, yeah, it just keeps going forward. It's dark when the movie begins. We basically, we never leave their side. It's not like there's any B-plot characters we go to. So we never leave their side. It it felt like the lane. I mean, it felt like it was like, we we recorded this episode of a, of a show and now yeah. we got to yeah, see what happens. Early morning in winter of Canada. So you're not going to see the sun until like, way later in the day so just dark the entire time and i love it that was weird the movie started in the dark and ended in the light unlike every other like uh, horror movie does dust till dawn good show good show i think that's uh that's all i got at least i'm just i'm just happy you watched it i'm happy you liked it i'm glad i'm not crazy um at least jordan peele that's all i say yeah, I really love but, it. But give it a one-word title. Oh wait, it has one. Give it an unrelated <laughs> word title. Kiss. kiss. Yeah, that'd be part awesome. Part two is oh god no. That would be like a. Uh, oh my god, what was the, the Tom Hanks movie Edge of Tomorrow? Where it's it's got three different titles depending on how you watch it. Tom if, Hanks, uh, Tom Cruise. Not, yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> oh, that would have been a better movie with Tom Hanks yeah. though. Oh yeah, it's just a Every sequel to, dies, to oh, Forrest man. Gump, just in the future war. He just and sits then, the aliens down and gives them a good dad talk. And then I killed the time beast. 
after dying in many loops. But yeah, that, that movie, it's like if you, if you, uh, oh, what the book get? gets based on is All You Need Is Kill. Then the original title they had for theaters was, um, Edge of Tomorrow. And then because apparently that was too generic now, because they were afraid of All You Need Is Kill because they're like, that title doesn't make sense. So they made Edge of Tomorrow, which was too generic and freaked them out. Mm. So if you ever look for that movie on streaming services or like buy a, a copy of it, it's called, uh, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, and then like one of those was the title, the manga, I guess. Yeah, all you need is kill is the is the the manga. Apparently, it wasn't. It's a cool fucking title, man. Like like a sequel. A... I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh man, the tank is empty. We've talked yeah. about this movie. It was. Um, good. If you're interested in watching this, there is the unofficial uh, YouTube video. Yeah, the quality is kind of poopy, but I mean, again, you it. It's basically an audio drama that you're just watching oh, yeah. people walk around in the room. So yeah, after after watching it, there's I'm I'm happy I paid for it. I'm happy I gave them twelve dollars. Like I feel like I did my part, but uh, there was no I didn't gain anything from it. I wasn't sitting there watching and going like this is visually epic. Yeah, it wasn't March of the Penguins or Mad Max. Yeah, <laughs> those two movies. <laughs> Where did you with those two? Because if you done Happy Feet, then it's two. Oh, that's movies. what that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. I didn't oh, okay. Watch, watch. I haven't seen the. <laughs> I thought you movies. were just saying a fun penguin film i mean i was but um yeah so that's all i got watch this movie please it's cool talk about it uh make them i don't know if i want another one actually just talk about it though enjoy it you know what i want i want these guys to make another movie i don't want them to make a sequel to this yeah like i'm gonna watch dreamland like don't get me wrong like i'm I'm going in bracing to not think it's a great movie but like it looks sure there's a vampire i watched the trailer there's a vampire i don't know what's going on with that yeah, that checks out. <laughs> like, of course there is. He he, uh, uh, Mazzy plays a saxophone playing hitman. That's kind of cool. That's like Duke Silver if he went like all out. Uh, he has a cool name too. What was it? Johnny Snake Eyes? Uh, Something Johnny, like that. Johnny Dead Eyes and Johnny Dead Eyes. Yeah, and Lisa the Killer. That was the weirdest shit. Because I just walked back in the room as that scene was happening. I was like, "What is what?" I I want to imagine that that's just their brain death, and that's just the last <laughs> thing that popped in their brain before they died. Even, even better, it was just the director going like, oh, no, we'll ever have money again. What else do you want to get? We have exactly yeah. this much footage we can pop in. No one will ever notice it. It's like that weird, Put it at the end uh, of the credits. Who watches those? That weird cyberpunk Tommy Wiseau-like video that was at the end of one of his... It's a thing. That, that's, that's another thing this kind of felt like, is like if Tommy Wiseau was a good filmmaker, this would be the kind of movie he would make where it's like the ultra cheap, but like... You could tell just everybody in it really wanted to do it. Like yeah, they were trying so hard. It's actually uh, Tommy is ahead of this because he lost concept of all words previously. Oh my god! It's just <laughs> yeah, it's the prequel to this. <laughs> Him just yelling about Lisa and Mark. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm doing like one quick check to see if there's anything else about this we need to talk about. I I'm not finding it. How nice movie, to have so a thing review. where it's just done. There's not like. <laughs> A billion things I now need to go digest to figure it out. It's just like, no, it's just done. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Watch you never died. Uh, I sent you guys a link to that on Netflix. Cool. Watch he never died. And if you like it, watch she never died because I'm gonna probably watch that tonight. Ooh, a sequel. I think it's great that you think I'm gonna do anything tonight other than. Beat my head against the wall in Elder, Elder Ring, Elden Ring. Sounds fun. How many hours have you played? 
not not as many as I make it sound like maybe six or seven, yeah. but I mean that's since yesterday. So I've I played like a couple hours yesterday, and I today I did a good chunk. Sunday, I hope to play quite a bit. I would definitely say to respect your time, even though I said like <laughs> this game respects your time more than other games from that company. It's still a game from 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 software. Um, definitely look up. I think uh, fuck who did it? I think Kotaku or Polygon had like a a get started guide GameStop's been doing a few where it's like, Hey, cause the point of this game is to definitely just kind of wander and get into shenanigans. There's definitely a critical path you should follow early on though, just to kind of get enough ability and understanding of the game to do anything. Um, so definitely I'll, I'll, if I find one of those guides that are good, I'll send it to you. So you can just kind of have the good training wheel. So the first like hour you're playing and then just, just watch the game get weird. Yeah, for sure. I, I've only honestly just went past the tutorial and was like, I'm, I want to play a lot and I know I'm just going to get sucked in and I have to pick up my dog from school and I don't want to be late for that. So I had to just put it away. Yeah. And, then, and then you just started somersaulting through school. <laughs> Stamina. Is there like oh. audio narration to this? I feel like there's just a bunch of reading. For the game? Yeah. This voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is, is it just like, I hear a majority of the story is, from like finding journals and stuff there is a lot of that so like the the thing like that i just got demo like, rcs i need some voice acting the thing that people get really bananas for from software games for is it's one of those like if you dig in the story is this that is really cool that that exists Kiss is cute. i love that it's there for people also if you just play the game it'll give you enough of a weird um it's weird because it's written by George R. R. Martin. Like the story concept and everything is written by oh, him. Rebel, but like yeah. the game so far is very, very Japanese in structure. Very like, like very weird. Like right off the bat, there's a point where it's like a woman appears. She's like finger maidens and blah, blah, blah. And Whoa, what'd she say? Yeah, finger maiden. <laughs> uh-huh. um, That's not what I heard. <laughs> the, way you, uh, the way you summon another player to your game to play with them is you have to use like a tarnished finger and then to uh, uh, to go to another person's game, you have to use a finger. No, I have it backwards, but you have to use like a finger solve. And then to to go to somebody's game and invade them. And for PvP, you have to use a, it's like a bloody finger. It's really it's like there's so much finger talk in this game. There's Shining so many fingers. Finger. Like, I think the Elden Ring is literally just a finger. <laughs> Well, no, it's just it, goes, it goes. It goes. It's on just it. this. It goes. This on, is the yeah. game. At the end of the game, like the. Hey, that's. George I think, I think that's racist. Me. Now, don't do that. <laughs> it's like that. There you go. On my leg. It's on my thigh, though. Got him. Yo, it's punch. like this. It's okay, right? <laughs> the way you're doing it. The background picture. <laughs> what? Ah! Here you go. Here you go, Mazzy. Mazzy in the morning. The Mick Hattie. It's gonna tilt it this way. Yeah, I went with uh, Vanguard. 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 Vanaguard. We'll see how that goes. No, I was reading Vanaguard. That's a really good starter. Vanguard. Mm-hmm. I um I made a prisoner because I wanted to play with the magic system and the magic. Yeah, he looks really so cool. cool. He looks the coolest. That weird thumb helmet. Yeah, <laughs> looks like like the Iron Maiden type. <laughs> well, it was wild playing earlier because I was playing with my friend and like, and he made a prisoner also, but his build was more because yeah, I know. Once you start yeah, I playing, playing um, you know, I was I was there. I was online, but you know whatever. <laughs> You can turn your character into any. No, no, no. It's okay. It's cool. It's here with your friends. It's here. Yeah, my actual, my my real friends. Yeah. Um, No, I get it. Not my work. But he, uh, it was funny because like (laughs) he's built, he's built his character out totally different than mine. So like mine's all about like 
getting the fuck out of fighting and then using magic and his is can do those things but is also a better tank and there were bosses that like beat the shit out of me like they were so hard to fight by myself and i was getting the just the ever-loving crap kicked out of me he rolls in and all he has to do is hold them like hold their attention and i sit behind them and just destroy them with magic in two seconds (laughs) hammering the butt hammering so weird i just kept throwing fingers at them (laughs) might get blurred it might get censored i'm quasi interested but I, I just i don't like those games so i feel like no matter like however good the game is i'm just not gonna like it that's where i was with bloodborne where like i was like i don't like these games i'm gonna try it and i tried it and i was like okay i don't like this one but i finally understand why people like them yeah and then it still took me messing around with demon souls remake and um both of the neo games for, before i finally was like okay i think i get the part of this that is good and i do enjoy it a great deal and that's a dumb thing to have to tell any human being <laughs> like for no, me to have to go it's bad enough i have to go to and be like look like horizon zero or horizon forbidden west just came out game is mm-hmm. awesome it's so good but like you have to play it for a solid hour of a tutorial before it then puts you into a solid two hours of okay now here's where the story is going before it finally puts you in the open world. Hmm. Like it takes hours to get to that. And I feel guilty about doing that. I can't go to you and be like, just go play these four games first, get a feel for it. See what you like, what you don't like. I would honestly say, if you're curious about this kind of game and you want to see if you'd like one, uh, play Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro yeah, Shadows Die Twice. That, yeah, game, about the that, that game is the shit. That game yeah. is so good. I just feel like there's going to be like, just one of these games that connects with me that the others don't because that, that's what happens with like roguelikes for me like i yeah. hate them except for dead cells and hades yeah oh and that, that's that's what Sekiro felt like to me that was the one where like it got over its own bullshit just enough to be like oh crap we have to make a good game too yeah like it actually feels like a fun game i want to play that is also punishingly hard also there's and that's the feeling that's I get always off a plus it was all what as long as there's a grappling hook, that's always a plus. Yeah. Do you want a ninja with prosthetic wooden arm grappling hook? Because it's a cool game. Right. Bionic Commando. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up because I'm starving. I couldn't figure out why I'm hungry. I realized I haven't eaten at all today, <laughs> so I'm gonna go get food. Food is kill. <laughs> oh no! You cured me. Thank you. All right. All right. That's it. Dismount. Uh, dismount. I, I do have my challenge. I think that's how oh yeah, shit. This Fair, we're on challenges now. again. These are anyway, great. but <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah, do it. So um, I came across this show um, through TikTok. It was like a, a random, like just a clip of a, of an episode, and I was like, sweet. Never heard of this show before. Came out in 2012. It's a, a Canadian show, so we're just gonna stick with Canada for now. What are you um, doing? I know it's, it's the theme now. Um, it's called Mr. D. It's the synopsis on IMDb is follows a teacher, uh, follows a teacher juggle through being a teacher and deal with his students while trying to maintain his not so cool lifestyle. It's like uh, I've, I've watched an episode um, or two. It's pretty funny, but I got to rewatch. It's like um, The Office was the main guy. Um, Michael Scott. Yeah, it's like Michael Scott being a teacher. And that's oh how it's, so it's cringe, a cringe comedy. Yeah. I need you to use the full name for this show as listed on the uh, cover art. Mr. Dingus. Mr. D. Mr. D, the gym teacher. 
Is that the I don't see it on IMDb. Oh no, I'm on Prime. I was looking for it again. It's on it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. I think there's now eight seasons. Eight seasons. And there's like a spinoff at one point called The Substitute, but I don't know <laughs> much about that. B. I'll just watch Mr. Too D. Much D. Alrighty, so tune in next time for us talking about Mr. D. So much D. Yeah, so so, quick enough, it says mystery. One day we'll get through an episode of talking all about D. D. Might be next. Reynolds? Tune in next time. Uh, so if you want to catch up on everything else from our Twitter and Facebook and all the good stuff, it's linktree, linktr.ee forward slash three hours later. That's the number three. And hours later, all spelled out. Oh, Pontypool. I was going to do a Probably stupid opening for that, but I forgot. I, I totally forgot to write something. Talking and about I was going to say oh, three hours gonna... later, later, later. I was going to say Hannah later. has a cat. The cat's name is later. Finn. Finn later. is a mercenary. Finn, Finn is a mercenary. <laughs> later. I'm not paying him enough to not hurt me. Anyway, blah, blood. Later, Scott. All right. Bye. Bye. You guys, bye-bye. Goodbye.